Welcome to this day in history class from HowStuffWorks.com and from the desk of Stuff You Missed in History Class. It's the show where we explore the past one day at a time with a quick look at what happened today in history. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Tracy B. Wilson and it's November 13th. One of history's very many bloody Sundays took place on this day in 1887. There are a lot of events that have been named Bloody Sunday, and this one took place in Trafalgar Square in London. In the late 19th century, Trafalgar Square had become a common gathering place for protesters in London. In particular, the working poor were protesting against exploitation and financial hardship. These protesters were often supported by middle-class socialists. And then over the summer of 1887, the square had also become home to a large number of unemployed people, many of them with nowhere else to go. Some slept in the square and washed themselves in its fountains, and newspapers were drawing a lot of attention to the situation. Authorities regarded this sort of encampment in the square as an embarrassment, and starting on October 17th of that year, police regularly tried to clear all the people out. But little was done to address the circumstances that had led to these people being there in the first place. So many of these evictions from the square became violent, but the people having nowhere else to go and it having become such a focal point for protests, people would gather there again. As attention grew to this cycle, the protest grew also, and a lot was going on in these protests and demonstrations. There were a lot of different people involved who had their own goals and objectives. There were socialists and anarchists and trade unionists. And some of the more specific political ideas that were brought up in these demonstrations included Irish home rule and England's treatment of Ireland, in addition to all the other things that we've already been talking about. So on November 8th of 1887, a notice was posted to ban meetings in Trafalgar Square. It was issued by Charles Warren, who was the Metropolitan Police Commissioner. It said, in part, until further intimation, no public meetings will be allowed to assemble in Trafalgar Square, nor will speeches be allowed to be delivered therein, and well-disposed persons are hereby cautioned and requested to abstain from joining or attending any meeting or assemblage. This notification also made it clear that precautions were going to be taken to prevent such assemblies and that disturbances would be suppressed. That was the actual word that was used, suppressed. So now, in addition to the poor people and the socialists and the trade unionists and all of these other people, there were now also radicals who thought the key issue at play here was the freedom of speech. In defiance of this ban, a plan was formed to march on Trafalgar Square in protest. And the plan also included speeches and a demonstration that was planned once they arrived. That was to happen on November 13th of 1887. But what happened instead was that the police charged the protesters. There were 1,500 police, including mounted officers, and there were hundreds of volunteers there as special constables. The military was there, too, including infantry and cavalry, and most of these people were armed with police truncheons, although the military units also had things like bayonets. A few protesters were killed in this. Most sources say either two or three, and at least 200 were injured in violence that went on all day. There were also many arrests of the leaders of the demonstrations. Some of the police and the military were injured as well, but there were far, far more injuries among the protesters. 
A big part of the response to this event was outrage against the police brutality that had happened, and the people who were killed were viewed as martyrs. The authorities, though, felt that the use of force had been appropriate, and some of the more conservative papers framed this as a much-needed cleanup of lawless agitators. A week later, on November 20th, at a subsequent protest, a man named Alfred Linnell fell and was trampled by a horse and killed. His death was similarly condemned in the same way that the police brutality had been. The idea was that an exploitive and inhumane system had caused this innocent man's death. Thanks to Christopher Hasiotis for his research work on today's podcast and to Casey P. Grimm and Chandler Mays for all their audio work on the show. You can subscribe to the Stay in History class on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you get your podcasts. And you can tune in tomorrow for a media milestone. 